he came right from the plane to the house last night and my little guy was sitting there waiting for him for, for the doorbell to ring for Pops to show up and he just jumps right in his arms. So he follows him around uh, wherever he goes when, when he's there. And uh, to see that bond between my son and my dad is, is something special. <laughs>
you know, this is something that we can look back on and say, A, that's impressive, and B, I think they can continue it. I mean, you just look at the, the way they play five on five. There was a great tweet thread by, I, I can't recall who it was. It was some analytics uh, person on uh, on X talking a about lot. just, yeah, about uh, just, and was showing video clips of defensive fills and just, uh, picking up on responsibilities when players were filling in. So it, it's just so impressive what they were able to do. And uh, I think we need to look back on this time fondly and then also be really excited for the future. Also, like another streak that came to an end was allowing two goals or less. That was uh, obviously put to the back burner when um, Jake DeBrus scored the shorthanded goal that made it 3-1. So that streak was 14 consecutive games or two goals or less. That's an impressive in itself. And you did mention Dylan DeMello, Tyler, after the game, and he did touch on the asterisk situation, allowing that fourth goal into an empty net. Uh, empty netter, so is there an asterisk on it? I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know what? It was, it was a great streak. Um, you know, it's time to get it, get, get it going again. So, um, you know, we got a lot to learn from, uh, from a game like this going forward. So we, you know, get some rest and, and another big game in Toronto. I love how even in a loss, Dylan DeMello can joke a little bit about it because I think at that point, regardless of what had happened, you can touch on the streak with a little bit of humor as well, right? So, and Dylan DeMello is so good, got a great sense of humor. And that was the right place for that comment, right? You, you, yeah. feel, you feel cheated a little bit because that fourth goal went into an empty net. So I can understand why uh, Dylan addressed it the way he did. And the, the best thing he said, like you said, is... Let's start another one. Um, yeah. And, of course, the Jets begin uh, a home-and-home home series with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This podcast is being taped on Tuesday. The podcast will be released on Wednesday, the day the Jets face the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, here in Toronto. So maybe the streak starts up yet again uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. Maybe. Uh, I mean, if Matthews and, and Nylander have anything to say about it, I'd say they'd, they'd think they that they can uh, keep the streak at bay for at least another couple games. Obviously, the home-and-home home with Toronto, which kudos to the schedule makers. I feel like the schedule this year has just been really good in terms so of good. creating some juice. I mean, you have that back-to-back -back with Minnesota, the home-and-home home there. You have the home-and-home home with the Leafs heading into the All-Star break, which happens to be in Toronto as well. So, you know, uh, Kyle Connor would be greeted with open arms in uh, in Leafs Nation uh, next weekend. So it'll be really interesting uh, to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, and listen, Kyle, Kyle Connor found out on Monday afternoon about uh, being sent to Toronto for the All-Star game. There's a couple of injuries. Jack Eichel from the Vegas Golden Knights and Connor Bedard from the Chicago Blackhawks opens the door for Kyle Connor to go. And, you know, he's well-deserving of it. If he doesn't get injured, you'd have to think that he was probably an automatic uh, for for the selection to go to this all-star game here in Toronto and uh, Kyle touched on the uh, when he found out about it after the game against the Bruins yeah uh, surprised um, pretty um, you know obviously honored and uh, yeah Chevy said that there were some injuries and just told me the league asked if I wanted to be there so obviously you get a chance to uh, represent your team and, and be a part of something like this. Um, it's it's a no-brainer, and you obviously want to go. Definitely would have been there if he wasn't uh, injured, I'm sure, uh, right away. So it's great to see him get rewarded. Such a uh, an electric player, um, such a big part of this team, and does so much for our group uh, offensively all over the ice. So um, great to see him get rewarded for it, and, and good to see that uh, we don't just have uh, Bucky and Bones going. we got a little bit more representation from our team. So it's great to see. 
I don't know how the the All Star game is going to look, Tyler. Um, to be honest, with the you know the picking of the teams again, you're not sure about it. But the best part of it is there'll be three Winnipeg Jets there. Uh, one of them will be Kyle Connor, of course, Connor Hellebuck, and head coach Rick Bonus. And didn't get a chance to ask Ryan Bonus about this, but Ryan did say that the entire gang will be in Toronto with Rick. Uh, his entire family will be there to take it in, which is pretty cool. Um, to hear about that. So uh, a well-deserving honor for all three players. And you have to think it would be if Mark Shifley hadn't been hurt, maybe the conversation goes a little bit towards him as well, but that's, uh, that's a conversation for another time. Now, um, every time the jets, you know, don't do as well um, and don't score goals, the power play, the conversation reverts to what's going on with the man advantage. And I think, you know, it's, it's a fair question. Um, it, It didn't look, uh, efficient yesterday. They didn't, there was a little bit more puck movement on the second and third power play opportunities. But I, I think for the most part, we can chalk this up to uh, lack of personnel, right? They, they have not been able to stay fully healthy. Gabe Velarde did not play last night. Um, he was a game time decision heading into the game. So Axel Janssen, if came in, Alex, I follow moved up to the first line that didn't stay together for a very long time at all. But I think the tough part, of all this and to, to evaluate the Jets man advantage is you have not had the personnel that you had penciled in, in the beginning part of training camp. Yeah. Rick bonus touched on it post game, uh, you know, to a question by uh, Ken Weed from the Winnipeg free press, just on the power play. And, and to his credit, he just said like, look, like I get it. It's, it's a, it's something we need to work on. That second unit has been pretty solid given the ice time that they get on that power play. But, you know, we've haven't had, and we talked about this last week also on the podcast, like, you haven't had Kyle Connor, Gabe Bellardi, and Mark Shifley together really for any period of time this season. And that's a big deal. I think we sort of get lost in the fact that, yeah, we've won 30 games here in Winnipeg and things are going great. But the power play has been the thing that is what's being talked about because obviously it hasn't been as good as it probably should be. And I think hopefully, cross our fingers and toes, that. Going into the second half of the season, we can get a little stability here in Manitoba on that power play with those three guys coming back and being healthy. And, and hopefully we start to see some some production there. And, I mean, the trade deadline is coming up. Who knows what the Winnipeg Jets are going to do with that. That's something that obviously could provide a little spark in some way, shape, or form. So I think if you're a fan of the Winnipeg Jets, rely on the fact that the or the 5 on 5 play has been so elite this year and and really when you think about it the power play is like maybe what 6 8 minutes a night that's not a ton of the game now you want that to be able to supplement your 5 on 5 play so you're not feeling like you have to push at 5 on 5 all the time but the things have been working on 5 on 5 let's keep resting on those laurels and just wait for the power play to get going i mean if the power play gets heated up in March, heading into playoffs, I think it's like, okay, cool, great, this is awesome. Um, so I don't think you necessarily need to worry about it right now. Let's see what – let's talk about this in a month, hopefully cross our fingers again, when they have those three guys back in the lineup together for an extended period of time. Yeah, Gabe Velarde, it's a lower body injury. Not sure about his status against the Toronto Maple Leafs in either one of these games uh, right before the All-Star break. So, that, that again, a big loss. Nope. Mark Shifley or Gabe Velarde last night with the man advantage. So, uh, you know what? You did, again, you touched on Nick Rick Bonus talking about the power play. Let's hear exactly what he said uh, last night against the Bruins. You know, one thing about the power play you got to keep in mind is 
we have never had a chance to work Mark, Casey, and, and, and Gabe again. We haven't. One of them has been hurt the whole time. Uh, the second unit hasn't been the problem. But in, in fairness to those guys, yeah, can we do a better job? Yes, there's no question. Uh, I think we, you know me, I, I still think we can shoot the puck a lot more. But I, I think when we get finally get a chance to put Mark, Gabe, and KC on the same unit with Nick, then you're going to, I think it'll turn around. The second unit's been pretty good. Uh, many thanks to Rick Bonus for clearing things up as we touched on the, the challenges of having an efficient power play without Mark Shifley, Gabe Velarde, and Kyle Connor all together at the same time. I think anybody out there that watches the game can understand why the power play hasn't been as efficient as it could be when all those three players can be on the ice at the same time in the number one unit, of course, with the he touched on Nikolai Ehlers as well. So uh, every week we'll have the ground control question of the week. And this time around, I asked everybody out there on X, I said, which goal of Nikolai Ehlers do you like better? And there was the highlight reel goal that you guys, that he we all saw in Florida it was a tremendous effort. And then, of course, his big goal against the Ottawa Senators in overtime, uh, both uh, highlight reel worthy. But I asked people out there, and I've got three uh, pretty good answers, or three answers. Winnipeg Jets news updates at Saturday's goal. He's awesome. Jeff Tilbury said Ottawa OT winner. And last but not least, Charlene Clinton. We may know that name Charzy. somewhere out there. <laughs> Charzy's out there. The Florida goal is the reason he scored the Ottawa goal the way he did, so I vote the Ottawa goal if my vote counts. Charlene, your vote always counts. Thank you so much for uh, writing in and answering to that. So, I got to say, I love our listeners, but I don't agree. <laughs> you, you don't agree? Do you want to address this? That is recency. It's recency bias. Okay, okay. The goal... So, the goal against Florida is far superior to take the puck from across the body and then score at that rate of speed. It's way, I think it's way better. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion and I love that we, we can have this conversation, but I just, I think the Florida goal is just a lot better. I think he gets lucky with the backhander, to be honest, like, yeah. a bit of an overcommit by the goaltender. It's a beautiful goal, very talented, very skilled. But if we're debating the minutia here, I mean, it's not really a big deal, um, but I think the Florida goal is nicer. That's just me. Well, uh, on that note, because of the recency bias, the play of the week is Nikolai Ehlers and his effort in Ottawa. It looked like he was headed off. And now peels back. There's a guy that could scoop too. Nikolai Ehlers breaking in on Chipper to the backhand scores! Like it was going to be a guy with speed and skill, and that's exactly what Ehlers is. And how about this individual effort? And that beautiful backhand as well to finish off as he dances around Shikrin. Head up, flying, a little move there, kicks it to his stick, and then a perfect backhand. Hi, I'm Alex Iafalo. Iafalo, high slot, he scores! And this is the Ground Control Podcast. Okay, so the play of the week. I need to address something. You know, I've been a co-host on this podcast for two weeks. <laughs> and you're and I have, starting to see holes in the show. And right? I have not been consulted once on what the play <laughs> of the week is. You got you and our producer, Daniel Moss, are just making executive decisions unilaterally without me. And we had so many shows before you came along. We just we're not used to you having a say in the show. You know, I have a cell phone. You know, like I have a group chat going, and I feel a little left out that you're not really asking me my opinion and whether or not I'm entitled to this. Um, Hosser, make sure Escoville gets a a say next week on the uh, the play of the week. 
Yeah, well, he can't hear you, so I'll pass that along. Um, <laughs> I, you're not going to, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just think that maybe next week we could have this discussion. Is there a show next week? You're the host. You tell me. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Well, it's All Star Week, so we got it's, it's a bye week. I have. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going am... to talk to Colby Barlow today, so I have to. We have to have a show. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. Away. Are you around? No, I'm not. Where are you going to be? <laughs> For those that must know, I am on vacation with my new wife, so I don't think I'm going to be allowed to be on the podcast. Can you just come? At, we'll talk about this after the show. Uh, Ryan Bonus, uh, the son of Rick Bonus, is our special guest here on Ground Control. Here is that conversation in a beautiful room at Canadian Tire Center. Ryan, uh, What's it like having dinner with your dad the night before your two teams go up against one another? You know what? It's fun. I, I mean, I know people probably make a bigger deal about it than, than it really is, but it's just father and son getting together. Really, it's it's father and grandkids because yeah. he's more excited to, to see my, my, my two kids than he is me, obviously. So, um, you know what? We enjoy those times. We don't get to see each other too often. Um, so anytime you do, uh, you have to take, certainly take as much advantage of it as you can. Um, we're a pretty tight-lipped family from, from top to bottom. Um, so, you know, we enjoy nights like that. And then today we come to the rink and, you know, hope our team wins and, and then uh, say bye to each other after and move on. But, uh, no, you got to enjoy those times whenever you can. What, was fam- what were family dinners like or, as you guys adults? Because hockey is such a big part of all your lives. Mm-hmm. What percentage of those conversations turn out to be hockey and outside of that when you guys are all together as a family? You know what? We try and make a concerted effort not to talk about it, but it just automatically just gravitates back towards it. Um, I think my mom and, and sister get pretty annoyed with us sometimes and have to change the subject a lot. But uh, it's just the nature of the beast. It's the occupational hazard, I guess you could say. Um, it's such a big a part of, of who we are and who we were growing up. You know, it's the only life that we've we've ever known as kids. So um, yeah, there's there's times where okay, we kind of look at each other and go, okay, kind of change the subject. But uh, you know, again, it's all it's all part of it. How did your parents instill this this family value with you guys growing up? Uh, you know what? A lot of the credit goes to my mom. Um, you know, she's as everybody that knows our family knows. We have, you know, there's five of us uh, growing up, but there's one MVP, and it's my mother. Um, she instilled our values in us. You know, people forget, you know, growing up when you have a father that works in the business, he's on the road half the year. So mom's at home uh, taking care of all three of us and, and taking us to school and our, our activities and everything. She's the absolute glue that that holds our family together. Um, she instilled all those values in us, and she deserves all the credit for that because. You know, we moved around a lot growing up, but one thing we always knew was home was wherever our family was. And um, we just had that those values instilled in us from a very young age. Um, obviously, dad deserves a lot of the credit for that. But uh, again, we have one MVP in our family as my mother. Well, someone has to follow the rules and it may as well yeah. be your dad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just, uh, he's not the boss at home, I'll put it that way. <laughs> what What's a couple of funny stories about your dad growing up that you can remember? I know there must be a bunch, but if you could... Regale a couple um, of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many growing up. Um, listen, my best childhood memories were going to the rink with my dad on Saturday mornings. And, you know, he, he was, I was very fortunate that I had a dad that really wanted to include his kids and everything. So I really didn't give him much of a choice. I would always wait at the door for him for him Saturday morning and um, run into the rink with him. And I'd come in and help the trainers. So, you know, this is the only life I've ever known. But, uh, again, fortunate that... Uh, that he, he allowed me to, to do that growing up, and it's probably helped me in, in terms of transitioning to, to what I do today. But, um, you know, lots. Like, he's obviously, he, we look at him in a different lens. He's dad. Like, he's not, mm-hmm. a, he's not a coach in our eyes. It's did he bring it, though? Does. Did he bring it home at all, or did he, um, was he good he, at? 
you know, when we were kids, you don't really know, like, of you know, you're too young to know. But I think as we grew older and had a better understanding of what he did, we were sensitive to wins and losses uh, and things of that nature. But he tried his best not to bring it home. But there were certainly nights where you're like, okay, dad's wearing a little bit, a little bit tonight. And that's just the nature of the beast. What does it mean to you to be a part of this organization that your dad was the first ever coach of? Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, I, I, when I talk about my best childhood memories, it, it's Ottawa. We were here for four years. I was uh, nine to 13 years of age. So, like, you know, it's a pretty prime, prime area of your childhood that you, you, you think back on. A lot of my best friends in the world still live in this city to this day. And, you know, now it's nice coming back and establishing those relationships with them. But, you listen, the Ottawa Senators franchise, um, obviously with him being the first ever coach uh, here, meant a lot to us growing up as a family and we you know we in all the cities we lived in Ottawa was always my favorite so uh, to be able to come back here with my family now and reestablish some of those roots that you know I you know be able to pass on some of my old memories to my family now and teach them about things growing up here has been has been amazing. I believe you were nine so that's when he was hired as the coach here so that's almost a perfect age for memories right it's not like you were five or something like that but that's that's a good time. No exactly and then Actually, after we left here, we went to New York for two years, kept our house, and then we moved back. So I played major bantam here and ended up getting drafted to the OHL. So came back for two years after he even left here. So six years total of our childhood, which, which doesn't really seem a lot, but when you move every two years, it's, uh, it's a pretty good chunk of it. Considering your dad's history in the city of Winnipeg, how excited were you and the family when your dad was offered the job to take the Jets? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, first of all, yeah, we, I mean, we were young when he was there here before, obviously. Uh, but then I actually moved back um, in 2011 when, from Atlanta with the team. So I had experience living in the city um, in between them coming back. And then obviously I had relationships with, with the management pro, uh, staff and, and Mark Chipman and, and Chevy, Larry and Zinger. So, um, so to have him now come back after all these years and work there and um, just from, and from my parents' point of view, how much they enjoyed their time in Winnipeg before and to see them go back and, and again, kind of the same thing, reestablish some old relationships. and. Um, they love the city, they love the family atmosphere that's created by the Jets organization, and that's kind of who they are, and it's helped uh, mold them to who they are today. Ottawa and Winnipeg are very similar. They're smaller markets, mm-hmm. but just such a huge fan base that's just so passionate about their teams. I mean, that must be very similar, mm-hmm. is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You feel it every day. I mean, I, mean, I guess uh, the success of both organizations this year in terms of wins and losses are, are different, different ends of the spectrum, but um, you feel it every day. The, the people here are passionate. Uh, we have an unbelievable fan base, as does, as does Winnipeg. They're, they're passionate, they're knowledgeable. Um, so, you know, this is why we do it. We do it for the fans. Uh, the, we, we don't have a game without them. So, yeah. um, you know, to see, to see that on both ends of it uh, is a great experience to go through. Is it brought up at all that you were there before your dad in the, in the Jets 2.0 organization? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I think it's been told, but like Larry Simmons, who's the assistant GM, actually stood in my wedding. So, um, you know, that's how tight we are. And, you know, again, I've, I have so much respect for Mark and, and, and Patty Chipman, as well as Chevy Larry and Singer, who are, you know, on, on the management team there and everybody involved in the organization is still there. So um, I think it helped having those relationships. But, yeah, there's there's little jabs we throw. We throw each other here and there. But, uh, no, it's great. I'm, I'm so happy for everybody there. A last one for you. Every dad has a saying that you, as, as dads, take to their parenthood. Is there a saying your dad said to you all the time that you know that it's going to come up when your kids are older? And Yeah, I, I wouldn't say more much as a saying, but yeah. I just, I've, I, as a father, I've modeled myself after him. Yeah. He's, he's just, uh, you know, he, he was such an unbelievable father to us growing up, um, and both my parents. Like I talked about my mom earlier, how important she was to us, but I've, you know, the values that they instilled in us, I try and pass along to, to my family today. And um, listen, I, I grew up, all I wanted to do was make my parents proud. I never wanted to disappoint them. And um, I think 
you know, I've tried to instill those same values. My kids are a little bit young still to, to learn that, but that's always something that I always take with me is I just never wanted to let my parents down. I always wanted to make them proud of me. Quick follow-up, and I apologize, I said it was the last one, but okay. uh, what's what's Rick like and what are your kids' reaction like when your dad comes to visit? Well, my, I know your youngest my, is too yeah, little my, today. My baby daughter's uh, six months, so she's, you know, she's starting to get her personality, but my youngest, my, sorry, my three-year-old son, his pops is his favorite person in the world, so his eye, uh, he just lights up and, um, you know, he came he came right from the plane to the house last night, and my, my little guy was sitting there waiting for him for, for the doorbell to ring for Pops to show up, and he just jumps right in his arms. So he follows him around uh, wherever he goes when, when he's there. And uh, to see that bond between my son and my dad is is something special that I really cherish every time that we're together. And uh, it was a great night last night. We ordered pizza, and he played mini sticks and with him for, for a long time. So it was fun. But uh, like I, I said earlier, you have to enjoy those times because they are few and far between when you work in the industry that we do, but we, we enjoy them. I appreciate your time and enjoy this conversation. Thanks so much for doing it. Thanks, Jamie. I appreciate having me. All right. Many thanks to Ryan Bonus. Awesome that the family is going to be all together again for the All-Star Game in Toronto. That'll be fantastic. Tyler, you're going to be on vacation next week. Uh, you should have put in your slip uh, for the vacation request to be off ground <laughs> control. So bring your laptop. We might need your services, but all, all the best to you. Enjoy your holiday. Um, so... Next week, Colby Barlow will uh, be our special guest, the first-round pick of the Winnipeg Jets from the 2023 NHL Draft. Uh, Tyler will be on vacation, but we'll try to move on without him. But I still will consult you, Tyler, for the play of the week before you Good. leave. Good. We we better. I, I mean, I, I can slip in a text message here or there. I think that'll be allowed. Yeah, there's only going to be two games to work with, but maybe you'll do something um worthy of the play of the week and we can put you in on your holiday. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll send out you know what? I'm gonna send you guys a photo that you can play on the pod. There you go. Okay. Perfect. And for our audio listeners, you need to say a thousand words because a picture is worth a thousand words. So don't we cannot forget about our humble audio listeners. Those were our humble beginnings here on Ground Control. Amazing times. So look what we've become at this moment and you're already on Look vacation your second show and you're already going on vacation <laughs> yeah. on behalf of tyler Escavel, daniel moss our producer ryan bonus our special guest i'm jamie thomas thanks so much for watching ground control the official podcast of the winnipeg jets